welcome to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. This is the Charger Rundown. I'm Hannah Connolly. And I'm Evan Mick with all things Charger Sports. This week, we are bringing on tennis player Courtney Riddle. But first, let's recap this week's Charger Athletics. The Charger football team won their first game this season at home against the Northwood Timberwolves. Even though they had a rocky start to the season, the Chargers came into Saturday's game ready to win and beat the Timberwolves 40-18. to Hillsdale's defense had a great game, stopping the Northwood offense on their opening drive. The offense stepped up and managed to score in the red zone with a 10-yard touchdown by Logan Van Inkevoort. A great drive led by senior quarterback Jake Berger, who started in place of Garrett Eisen due to an injury. Berger had a great game from the very first drive, including a 30-yard scramble on 2nd and 20 at the 50-yard line to set Van Inkevoort up for Hillsdale's first touchdown. Northwood tied up the game late in the first quarter, but quickly lost that after Mike Herzog finished a 60-yard drive with a rushing touchdown from the two-yard line. Right before halftime, the Chargers solidified their lead with an interception by Zachary Toki off of a batted ball into a 27-yard field goal by Julian Lee. The Chargers came back even stronger in the second half with a 65-yard rushing touchdown by true freshman Shea Ruddy. Also in the third quarter, defensive tackle Riley Tolsma brought down Northwood's quarterback in the end zone for a safety. The Chargers sealed their victory in the fourth quarter with two passing touchdowns. Berger threw a seven-yard touchdown pass to redshirt freshman Josh Lee, giving Lee his first touchdown of his career and Berger's first touchdown since 2021. Finally, backup quarterback Gordy LaFontaine connected with Ruddy on a 21-yard touchdown in the back right corner of the end zone. This victory was Hillsdale's ninth straight win over Northwood as they have won every game against the Timberwolves since 2009. Hillsdale is looking to ride this momentum into next week as they go on the road to play undefeated and GMAC's leading team, Tiffin, at noon next Saturday. Hillsdale College Volleyball went 2-1 this past weekend, defeating Lake Erie and Ursuline in three sets and unfortunately falling to Walsh in a five-set match. In the combination of the two wins, Audrey Riley had seven aces and seven digs, Megan Culp had 11 kills, Maisie Brown had six kills, Ali Weiss had 30 digs and seven aces, Amanda Hilliker had seven digs, Lauren Pasaglia had three aces, 46 assists and seven digs, Marilyn Popwell had 12 kills and 13 digs, Emery Braswell had 10 kills, and Greta Wise had eight kills. In the game versus Walsh, Megan Culp had eight kills, Maisie Brown had nine kills, Ali Weiss had 24 digs and six aces, Lauren Pasaglia had eight digs and 53 assists, Marilyn Popwell had 22 kills, 13 digs and three aces, Sydney Saar had seven kills, and Emery Braswell had 13 kills and eight digs. This loss may be a small setback for this talented Charger volleyball team, but their GMAC hopes are still very much alive. We're here with Courtney Riddle, Hillsdale Charger tennis player. Courtney, thank you so much for joining us. Yes, thank you so much for having me. So first question is, being from Florida, how did you hear about Hillsdale and what made you decide to commit here? So I heard about Hillsdale through news channels and podcasts and a lot of people that I look up to talk a ton about Hillsdale. And so I decided to reach out to the coach. And the next week, I was on an official visit, and now here I am. Wow. And how was your transition of moving from Florida to Michigan? It was definitely very different. I think even though both states are in the U.S., there are so many differences between Florida and Michigan, and that first winter was definitely a rough one, but (laughs) made it through. I only slipped like eight times, so it's okay. Oh, that's good. (laughs) Can you just explain to us a little bit of how tennis is scored? Because a lot of people don't understand that because it's not super simple. 
So tennis is best of three sets, so you have to win two sets. If y'all split sets, then you play a third set, and a set is first to six games, and every game is four points. Um, If you get to six all in a set, then you play a tiebreaker to seven um, to win the set. Um, So yeah. Awesome. And so walk me through a typical day as a Hillsdale student athlete at Hillsdale College. How do you manage your time between school and tennis? I mean, Hillsdale's a very academically rigorous school with crazy education. So how do you manage that time being an athlete? Yeah, so I have classes in the mornings because I can't take any afternoon classes. Mm -hmm. So usually from 8 a.m. to probably around 2, I'm either in the classroom or trying to just catch up on homework. And then um, around 2.30, I'll head over to practice. And usually practices and lifts are about three hours. Um, And so then after that, we go as a team to dinner, which is awesome. Then I come home and I shower and then around 7.30, I pick up back on my homework and just do it all over again the next day. Oh, wow. That sounds so great. (laughs) It's awesome. So each match does not have its own umpire in tennis. There's just one umpire kind of walking around. So a lot of the calls are made by the opponents. So what happens when a bad call is made? How do you mentally react to something like that? So unfortunately, bad calls are made all the time on the tennis court. Um, and so personally, I will immediately question the girl, ask, are you sure that was out? I'll maybe walk up to the net if it's at a very critical point. But ultimately, there's nothing you can really do if the umpire does not see that bad call that is made. Um, you could stop play and go and find that umpire and tell, ask them to watch your court. But since there is only one umpire walking around, they probably can't sit on your court for very long. So you really just have to shake it off and keep playing your game and hopefully um, you can win out in the end. But there's nothing you can really do, which is super frustrating, but you just got to be the mentally stronger player. Was there ever any argument that broke out because of a bad call? All the time. Um, people will yell, will run up to the net. Um, definitely some choice words thrown about on the tennis court. <laughs> um, so yes, there are many, many arguments. Sometimes coaches get involved, um, refs get involved, but ultimately it's the player, um, on their side of the court where like where the ball bounces, it is their call at the end of the day. And there's nothing that the other person can do. So what's super difficult about tennis compared to other sports? Because it is very different than most other sports. Right. I would say tennis is, um, it's a very physical sport, but it's also incredibly mental. Um, you have matches that could last three hours long and it is just you out there on the tennis court. There's no subbing in, subbing out. If you're having a bad day, you just have to pull yourself out of it and take what you got and just try to push through. So that's very difficult being out on the tennis court. Um, but it also is super physical. So like you could be out there sprinting for three hours, um, especially in hot days. It's just people have passed out from heat exhaustion. Um, so yeah, just trying to balance that mental and physical aspect is very difficult, but so rewarding when it goes well. And following that question, what is one challenge, mental or physical, that you've had to overcome throughout your two plus years of playing tennis here at Hillsdale? So my freshman year, I came in and unfortunately um, got injured. And so coming out of that, um, well, first of all, being a freshman and being injured, is just very difficult because it feels like I came here to play tennis and now I can't even do that. Yeah. Um, so the spring of my freshman year, it was very difficult to try to work myself back because I did take some months off of tennis because I couldn't play. 
Um, so that was a big mental battle that I had to go through, but I have the best team and I had a great coach. Um, and so they really just stood alongside me the whole time and I worked myself back up and was able to play on the lineup sophomore year. So that was a big mental battle, but it went well. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) Uh, what kind of things do you work on in the fall non-tournament season compared to the spring season? So we actually do have tournaments in the fall. Um, we'll probably play three to five tournaments um, in the fall. In each tournament, you're playing six matches. So there is a lot of tournament play in the fall. Um, a lot of We practice a lot of match play. We do a lot of doubles. Um, but we do also do a lot of drilling. So we'll do a lot of consistency and um, hitting aggressive. And I don't know, we kind of do a bit of everything always. There's not really an off season for tennis. We're in 20 hours, 20 hour weeks practically all year round. So, not much changes except we get 2 days off instead of 1 day in the fall <laughs> and the spring. <laughs> what are your goals for this upcoming spring season? Personally, I want to play higher on the doubles lineup. I didn't get a ton of opportunity in doubles last year and was more of a singles player. So I've been working a lot on serving and returning and volleying and stuff like that. So I'm really excited because I will have an opportunity to play more doubles this year. So that's a personal goal of mine. Um, But as a team, unfortunately, we got third in the conference last year and we fell to Finley, who ultimately won the conference. So team goals definitely beat Finley, beat Tiffin, beat Walsh, beat Northwood and win the conference. Okay, so switching a little bit from tennis talk to more of you personally, Courtney, what is your major and what are some plans and hopes that you have after graduating from Hillsdale? So I came in very undecided and I had no idea what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. but um, as a lot of people know, the politics department here is incredible yeah. and I love the professors. So I decided to do a poly econ degree because I also like economics and business and then I was going to minor in general business because I just wanted to get those basic accounting marketing classes and have some general business knowledge. However, I am currently considering changing um, my major to sports management and then minoring in politics because I love the sports world. I mean, I've been an athlete my entire life and Mm -hmm. I really want to continue in the sports world, but on the business side instead of the actual like physical competition of sports. Um, so a goal for the future would probably be to work for some big team, like an NFL team or something like that, do um, management or marketing or something like them. So I don't know. I have to decide what I'm going to do with my major, but those are kind of some of my dreams. Yeah, that's super exciting. So you've talked about serving, volleying and returning. And what would you say that your biggest strength as a tennis player is? My serve, 100%. Um, I definitely have a big serve. I can hit a nice tee and slider out wide serve, so I get a good amount of aces in all of my matches, and most girls do not like to serve in volley. It's more of like a thing that men do because they have bigger serves, but I do it a lot, and I think it surprises a lot of girls, so it gives me those that advantage um, when I am serving in my games. Uh, you guys have a smaller team this year. How does that change the dynamic on and off the court? Yeah, so we do have a super small team. Um, We only have eight girls, so it's kind of weird compared to the 11 girls last year, which is still a small team compared to other sports. Um, But it is just like you go to the lunchroom or anywhere and like we eat as a team. There's only eight of us. And then the 120 people from the football team walk in (laughs) or like the 50 people on the baseball team. It's just like we fit at one table. Um, (laughs) And then also during matches, it's sometimes really hard because we could all be on court at the same time. So like Mm -hmm. not having your teammate there to support you is like difficult. But we do such a great job of like when you're on the court, like you were shouting like, let's go Libby, like, let's go Mel, or here we go Chargers. And you, 
if one person shouts it, someone on another court will shout it and someone on the other court will shout it. And we're just so connected and we're very like involved and we're such a close team, which is just so awesome. And being so small just allows you to know each girl so much more. So having a small team, it's weird, but I love it. It's really awesome. Yeah, that's super awesome. I love the aspect of the team chemistry that you guys get to have. So with that being said, tennis, especially a singles match, is a little bit more of an individual sport compared to football or baseball. And so talk to me a little bit about how you specifically and your team as a whole make sure to implement and prioritize the team aspect of your sport. Right. So more of what I just kind of said, like we are always cheering for each other. We are calling people out like the girls on court are like cheering for the other girls on court. The girls off court are like staying engaged. Like we're always right next to the court. Like we are focused in on the match. Um, And so I think that's the biggest aspect of making it like a very team environment. And like we are constantly like we always want to be the louder team. Like we always want to be the ones saying, let's go Hillsdale. Let's go Blue. Let's go Chargers calling each other out. And we want to be louder than the other team and just have such a good energy because that's really what you can get from your teammates because obviously you're the only person out on the court. But we totally you can feed off of people's energy. And so that's something I think we do really well is just keeping it super positive energy and just supporting one another. Who is the most energetic on the team? And do you have any stories of that person? So I would say Bella Spinazzi (laughs) um, is a super energetic girl and she is just awesome. So in our conference um, final last year, we were watching the doubles playing and so in our conference final match versus Finley, um, the girls who were the five girls were off the court and there's six girls on court playing doubles. And so the five of us off the court were standing and we were watching the doubles matches. And there was these two open seats right next to us where a Finley girl was sitting, but she had just gotten up. And so Bella sits down on those chairs and the girl tries to sit down on the chair also at the same time. And Bella scoots her butts over her butt over and was like, no, we're using these chairs. And they literally <laughs> she, she like took the chairs from the Finley girl. And it was so funny because there was so much tension in the air because it was a conference match. And then Bella was just cheering so loud after that. And it was great. It was it, it was a great time. That's so funny. So along with that. Talk to me a little bit about your favorite memory that you have with your team, either on or off the court. Totally up to you. But talk to me a little bit about like that specific memory and how that kind of brought you guys together as a team. So I'd probably say two. I'll give two memories. Um, So the first one actually was ITAs, which is a tournament that every single D2 team in the Midwest region, they all go to the same tournament and every single region has one. So our ITAs... um, this year it was three weeks ago and it was in Indiana is in Indianapolis. Um, and my, there was three different sites and we just have one coach with one van and all eight of us were playing on those three different sites. So like, I didn't see my team for the entire day. So it was just me and, um, Libby, um, McGivern, who's on the team with me, the two of us got stranded at one site because we were playing at this site but everyone else was playing at the other sites and they had to move around. So our coach was having to drive everyone else around. And Libby and I just got stranded at the site all like from 6.45 a.m. to 5 p.m. And I had to play another match at 6. Like we oh were just stuck at the site. But it was actually so funny. And like we had a great time. It's like a great bonding moment. <laughs> um, and I'd say another awesome memory is as a team, we go to South Florida for spring break, which is super fun. And we play a bunch of teams there. 
and it's just awesome to just like go to the beach with the team and it's really funny being from south florida like i understand how the ocean works like it is powerful (laughs) so i will literally sit on the sand and watch my teammates just get wiped out by the waves and it is the (laughs) funniest thing ever and like they will like have bleeding knees and i'm just like sitting there laughing but it is so fun like i just love our team and yeah what's the difference biggest difference between what's the biggest difference between singles and doubles matches for you so the way that doubles works is it's just one set to six and so there's three doubles matches and each one is one set to six so whichever team wins two of those three matches gets the doubles point so doubles is super quick um, but it also is super fun and it's super loud and super energetic because, I mean, there's a ton of people out on the court instead of just like one person on each side. There's two people on each side and then you have your teammate there. So it's just like mm-hmm. you get to pump people up and it's really exciting. Um, so doubles, I would say, is more like fun than singles is. Yeah. But I do love singles. Um, but doubles, I love to just be at the net and be volleying because like I play with Jules this year. Um, we, we might switch it up. But she is so awesome from the baseline and super consistent that it just like allows me to be like super aggressive at the net Mm -hmm. um so singles is just it's very more individual and I think you get way more in your head in singles where it's doubles it's just like it's loud it's energetic it's fast um so yeah I don't know they're they're very different but they're fun in their own way (laughs) yeah so talk to me a little bit about your diet and nutrition how does that play a role especially as an athlete for you as a tennis player, um, are there certain foods you try to stay away from? Yeah, so I definitely try to eat very healthy. I usually in the morning I'll have like yogurt or like some sort of protein. And then I started eating pretty well, I would say like three years ago. Mm-hmm. And since then, it's just like, I think my taste buds changed or something. Cause now it's just like, I crave like vegetables and I crave <laughs> chicken, yeah. which is so weird. Like, how can you crave that? But like, I don't know, but I'm always like, I always try to eat something green in every single meal. Yeah. So whether it's like a whole salad or like a piece of broccoli, like whatever it is, like (laughs) I just like want something green. But yeah, it's very important to stay like very nourished because I mean, you can be out on that court for like three hours Mm -hmm. and especially in the sun, it's so hot. So just getting in a good like protein filled meal um, with carbs, like before your match and after your match, um, the best meals are after the match because you've just burned like a thousand calories and you just get to eat everything (laughs) in sight. Right. But yes, I definitely watch a lot of what I eat, but it's also, I personally think eating healthy is delicious. So I think it's great. (laughs) Good. It makes it much easier that way. Yeah. So not enough people come to tennis matches here. What's your encouragement right now to try to get them to show up to matches in the spring? Um, I think tennis is a sport that not everyone has really seen. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, if you sit there and watch a match, you will get so into it. It is, I will like, some of my friends will come and then I'll get off the court and they're like, oh my gosh, Courtney, like I couldn't get my eyes off the court. Like I was so <laughs> into this match and yeah. like it gets personal. Like it, it just, <laughs> yeah. it gets personal and you get so into it. And it is super fun. And we do create such like an uplifting, fun environment. And then I love it when I hear like parents or my friends, they start yelling along with us when we're saying go Chargers. Then you hear them on that, like go Hillsdale. Um, so tennis matches are really fun and it's really entertaining. And we've got such a great team and such talented and hardworking girls. Um, so yeah, come out, come support, yeah. come watch, come have some fun. Um, but yeah. Talking a little bit about the competitive nature of tennis, you're saying that things can get a little bit personal. So how do you make sure that you're keeping everything on the court and you're not letting it linger past your match and into the rest of your day or whatever it is? Yeah, that is definitely a hard one. Um, I would say during my matches, I 
talk to God a lot, actually. I'm just like, Lord, give me the strength to do this. And I feel like when I keep my eyes on him and not mm-hmm. what's like actually going on, it like it helps me just not get so far in my head and not let a bad match ruin my day and not like really hate my opponent even though sometimes when she's cheating you like all you want to do is scream at her face. <laughs> yeah um but really just like keeping my eyes on the lord and then just like we always pray as a team before mm-hmm. each match which is just i think it just sets such a good tone yeah for the day um but yeah and also just like again i can't say enough good things about my team it's just we're yeah. so supportive with one another and even when we play matches against each other like we can still smile and go have lunch after like we're yeah it's it's not personal it is what it is and when someone's having a bad day everyone else lifts them up and so you talked a lot about your faith and the significance that it plays why is it so significant to you especially in the aspect of an athlete and a tennis player so being an athlete I think it's really easy to always think that you are not good enough because I mean there's always going to be a better player even Mm -hmm. if you are number one in the world like you still can lose matches yeah in any sport like there's someone is always going to be better and so it's really easy to just get down and get super negative about everything but I really just like have the mindset um that like lord let me just do my best for you And even when I do lose, it doesn't change my value because I'm still like a daughter of the most high. Mm. You know, like I still am awesome. I'm still like I'm still worthy because I am I am God's like how my results are on the court. Of course, it's important to me. Of course, I want to win every single match. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't define who I am as a person like mm-hmm. my relationship with God does. Like God defines who I am. And so I think that's just really important. And it's such a good thing for every athlete to have because it is so very easy to get insecure about so many things when like you are losing all the time, sometimes just as much as you are winning. Yeah, and that's awesome. I'm super excited for your upcoming season and all that you're going to accomplish as a team and individually for the Charger Athletic Program. Thank you so much for meeting with us today, Courtney. Thank you all so much for having me. And thank you for listening to the Charger Rundown on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM.